0: Welcome to the midweek Mission Ridge podcast, known as Footnotes. Footnotes is here to give you some of the stuff that we didn't have time to cover in the sermon, and encourage you to dig in deeper as you study the text. So let's dive in and check out what's in the footnotes. Welcome to another episode of Footnotes. Today on the podcast, we got
1: Kyle Wonders.
0: Well, how do you do, Rob Croyle. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Jennifer <laughs> Bartlett. Hi, guys. I'm pretty happy with that. That was a solid intro right there. It was.
1: That was good. Got some
0: That'll go behind our bump music, Kyle. That's okay.
2: <laughs> we don't need to talk about that, Logan. Okay. <laughs> Maybe not.
0: Maybe we won't talk about that.
3: It's Speaking fine. Speaking of shortcomings. Speaking of <laughs>
0: shortcomings. Oh, I mean, there was the obvious battery fiasco. <clears throat> there was the... Uh,
3: yeah, if you're watching the video there the two minutes of me going like this.
0: Yep. That was <laughs> stupidly funny how that worked out. Uh yeah, two minutes of Rob being silent, but looking like he's talking.
3: Oh
1: but fantastic. you can't really tell because he's wearing a mask. The
3: headaches are to subside. No. <laughs> Jeez. Gosh. Oh
0: that's just delightful. So uh, yeah, I think other than that the only other kerfuffle that could be a shortcoming.
3: Thank you Brent Billings for uh, doing a shout on this.
0: yeah uh, can confirm as soon as uh, as soon as you started describing well okay so the first service you you got the story of me finding out from the friend a little screwy and then the second, service you got the story of the student uh me finding getting the word the this, this weird uh prophet, prophetic word. Uh it was it was also slightly screwy but just it was a little closer. It was still slightly screwy though. I'm like, well yeah, close enough. It was roughly right. It got the point across.
3: It's my story. I got to tell it. It was yours <laughs>
1: That, that, yeah, yeah, that, that checks. Works.
3: That checks. Sure, it was story appropriation.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: nope, not gonna go there. All right, so the uh, <laughs> the other one was when you were talking about the uh, the pathmaker and the motivated role right at the beginning, um, <clears throat> breaking down the creative, creative developer, developer refiner, and then maxim maxi- maximizers. How I remembered it, but you had a different...
3: Maintainer. Maintainer, that's mm-hmm. right. The Maximizer maintainer. maintainer. Yeah, same kind yeah. of thought.
0: Same same concept there. Yeah. Uh, and so we thought that we might just clarify that a wee bit, because it might have got a little screwy on the back end of Rob's description.
3: Yeah, unfortunately, I have a technical writing background, <laughs> and so I kind of <laughs> married my design with... The motivated role, <laughs> and the various parts and pieces, and yeah. So, <coughs> I refined the heck out of the. You refined ref- it. You just refined it real good. Uh, <laughs> made it a, a whole new thing that no one could recognize.
1: Brent doing <laughs> his own oh, assessment.
0: Fantastic. So this is this is this is the breakdown. We're going to try to do an analogy here. If we were imagining,
1: if uh, Brent
3: listens to this before the sermon. He's going to be so confused.
0: No, no, he'll get it. Uh, Anyway, nonetheless, so imagine with me a car company like GM. right? I'm I'm imagining. Or Tesla or your favorite car company. And they are going to come out with their, they're like, we need to make a new car. The first people that are going to get a hold of that are the creatives. Mm -hmm. And they are going to dream up and they're going to come up with crazy concept art. Mm -hmm. about some hovercraft vehicle that looks like a Bronco mixed with a Maserati or something, right? Like They're going to be like, this is going to be the sweetest car to ever grace the planet, right? That's the creatives. They come up with the concepts. They dream up the crazy ideas. We want a car that breathes through its gills or something. Um, And then... It's going to be an electric vehicle, so good for the environment, it actually plants trees as it drives. Yes. <laughs> uh, it's the future, right there. It's the future. Now, the creatives then pass that up the line to the creative developers. Now, the creative developer-motivated role, they're more interested in taking that concept and the crazy design ideas that the creatives came up with, and they're like, how can we make that a little more tangible? Like, let's talk maybe schematics of drawing out, maybe doing some some modeling, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they're going to kick that model. They're going to take the ball and move it down the field, make it a little more tangible. And then from the creative developer, they're going to pass it on to the developers. Now, the developers are like your mechanical engineers, probably. Mm-hmm. The people that are putting their hands in the clay, or in the in the metal work, and they're going to build this car. They're going to synthesize the parts. They're going to put them together, and they're going to say, "Yeah, that doesn't actually work with physics." Or you know, and they're going to so it might bounce back and forth between the creative developers and the developers a little bit there, but right, they're right. going to get they're going to get a product right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, imagine the Ford versus Ferrari movie. The create the developers they come out with this car, and now we get to the refiner. Now the refiner takes the car, bigger engine. the The refiner gets that car that they've made, and they say, "You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna take this and I'm gonna move this bolt over here and I'm gonna put a bigger bigger engine in it and we're going to change it from this to this and we're gonna tweak and we're gonna tweak and we're gonna you know refine to must make have it more better. horsepower. Must have more horsepower, faster brakes. Yeah. Uh, this is the testing and the the refining process, and then you know they maybe they bump it back to the developers, and then it keeps going back and forth there. Now, eventually, after the refiner gets told to stop and quit refining, in the same way that the creative has to get told to stop coming up with ideas and let somebody actually make one of them, the uh, maximizer or the maintainer at the very end they say all right we have come up with this this is how we make the ford bronco or whatever whatever car we've just come out with the new the new tesla right this this is what we have created and this is how we make it and this is the system in which the order that we make it and how many we make per year and this is the colors they come in and we now have this beautiful system that i will maintain to maximize the efficiency perhaps and so these are the different... You might have resonated with a category or two. Rob, you're a heavy refiner, correct?
3: Yeah. Yep. I I'm tend to f- be... I'm a five... Like refiner. on a
0: 10-point scale, you had five points dedicated to refiner? Yeah,
3: two maximizer, five refiner, three maintainer.
0: That that kind of half of things. Or uh, developer. Developer? Okay.
3: Two developer, five refiner, three maximizer, maintainer.
0: Something like that. Yeah. I was split on all of them except for the developer. I had not an ounce of that in my in my body, apparently, <laughs> when I took that test. I was heavy on the refiner and the creative, which means that I just fight with myself. But
3: anyway, so... So, so if you've ever had a boss that, at at the highest level, if you ever had, like the lead pastor or the CEO that is a strictly creative person. Mm. Every time they show up to a meeting, they're going to have a brand new idea.
0: Jen has experienced this.
1: I, I, I tend to be that way. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: and the rest of the people are like... Where did the rodeo go from last week? Yeah,
1: before <laughs> before I had the girls, I would come to a staff meeting every week. I'm like, guys, I have an idea on how we can do this, this, and this. And all the, staff, all the ladies on staff were like, we can't do anymore. <laughs> Please stop. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. Yep. And yep. so when one of the things... Well, a few things when it comes to our, our our design. I said that we we oftentimes don't like our design. There's something about our design. It's too much of this. It's not of that. So that will be an, sometimes a hindrance in, in us actually engaging because it's like, oh, uh, I'm not made of the right stuff. I can't. There's nothing I could do, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's that's a false dichotomy. It's a false narrative. But there is a reality that we need to learn to live within our design well and know when to regulate it. Mm -hmm. And I think in terms of the gas pedal and the brake pedal in a race car. Yep. If you're always hitting the gas, never hitting the brakes, you'll go fast. You just won't turn.
0: It's a good way to crash.
3: It's a good way to crash. If your foot's always on the brake, if the brake is always applied.
0: going to overheat it.
3: And you're not going fast. Yep. Like you, crash. Th- there's this balance between, oh, you're the brake. I need to let you lead during this moment. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm the gas pedal. Now I need to lead in this moment. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're actually better at this corner than I am at this moment. You lead. Okay, now I'm going to lead. Like in this, and to me, the part of spiritual maturity is recognizing the gifts and talents of the people around us mm-hmm. and going, Oh, let's let Kyle take lead on this. Oh, let's let Jen take lead on this. Oh, let's let Logan take lead on this. Okay, now it's my turn. Yeah, back to Kyle. Back you know, and and that's Absolutely. where you start to really function well as a body when you recognize and appreciate not only your your makeup, your design, but the makeup and design of the people mm-hmm. around you. And I think that's why having that conversation and really understanding, like, for you, to Jen, to create ideas and, you know, your organization needs that. Mm -hmm. But who's going to be the refiner? Who's going to be the maximizer? You know, who's going to help create this? No
0: more ideas right now. We have to do this.
3: You know, what's the right timing for the next? Yep. Big right. idea, right yeah you know, f- for the organi- organization to move forward. And since I'm not super creative, I have to lean on other people within yeah, the organization. We had your one idea of the year yesterday. It was yeah, 364 days to go.
0: Did we decide it's 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 a 364 day split, or because I, I was wondering whether I can get another idea in January, <laughs> or if I have to wait.
3: You may have to wait. <laughs> wait,
1: was it a good idea or was it just an idea?
0: It was pretty solid.
1: Okay.
0: It was pretty solid. There you go. Of course I've had like twenty thousand of them since then. So You have? Uh, yeah.
1: If you think
3: about it, it was really I refined.
0: Yeah, really it it doesn't count as your one idea of the year because you did you took you took an existing idea and just refined it.
3: And that's and that's how I ap- apply my developer. Mm-hmm. Is I I take and I see designs that are out there. If I was going to have a coffee shop, I'm going to look at Starbucks. I'm going to look at Liquid Planet. I'm going to see. Thomas Hammer. I, I'm going to look at how they create this atmosphere and and then determine what kind of atmosphere I want. But but I'm not dreaming up atmospheres out of nothing. That's just not my design. But I uh, I'll take other designs that are out there mm-hmm. and refine the heck out of them.
0: I get that. I was heaviest on refinery and creative, so I yeah. I just end up fighting with myself. But all right. <clears throat> Speaking of hurting, <laughs> let's talk about that uh That segue. Oh, ah, man, it was a good it was a good one. Uh let's talk about when
3: helping actually hurts. Yeah, that's that's the name of a book. Uh it's by Steve Corbett and Brian Fickert and in that book they talk about the problems and and solutions to benevolence ministries and how benevolence ministries go wrong um, and so there's a couple couple thoughts to go on this one when you're talking about someone who's impoverished they're not just lacking monetary resources mm-hmm. oftentimes there's what's called the poverty of self um when you interview folks that are impoverished, they'll talk about shame, inferiority, powerlessness, humiliation, (coughs) fear, hopelessness, depression, social isolation, and voicelessness. And so you can't just throw money at that situation. Mm -hmm. And um, they talk about when someone finds, let's say someone finds themselves homeless, okay? There's usually some kind of event that takes place for that to happen, uh, if you think in, if you think of an event, think of like a, a tornado that, that goes through a town and and destroys a town. That's that's an event. Sure. And when you respond to whatever the event is—tornado, homelessness, whatever—you start with relief, and then you apply rehabilitation, and then you apply development. Now, relief can be defined as the urgent and temporary provision of emergency aid to reduce immediate suffering from natural or man-made crisis. There's a need to halt the free fall or to stop the bleeding. So this is a quote right out of the book. Uh, rehabilitation begins as soon as the bleeding stops. It seeks to restore people and their community to the positive elements of their Pre-crisis condition, key features is working with clients as they participate in their own recovery. And then development is a process of ongoing change that moves all the people involved, both the helpers and the helped, closer to being in the right relationship with God, self, others, and the rest of creation. Development is not done to people or for people, but with people. Well, they go on to say that the biggest mistake that North American churches make by far is applying relief in situations where rehabilitation or development is the appropriate intervention.
2: Hmm.
0: So give me an example of what that would look like, the misapplication of relief.
3: Okay, so with with Keith... And Regina, in, in that story, uh, relief starts by uh, us. Um, well, relief would be here's a hotel room for the night. Okay. Yep. That would be relief. Rehabilitation is, hey, we're going to move you into our motorhome so that you have the ability to save your money. Sure. And that might even be, at that point, maybe even development. Maybe. Because you give them the ability to change their future, change their path.
0: So this would be like homeless person relief is giving them – a night in a hotel room right. right? or buying them a meal or whatever, whatnot. Yeah, immediate, something that's immediate. An immediate need, uh, giving them blankets, right? Yes. Uh, and the next step, what was the next step? So you got relief and then re rehabilitation. Rehabilitation. Rehabilitation might be we're going to get you into temporary housing, right? That might be kind of what the POV does. I'm yep. not overly familiar with it, but I, I believe that's kind of what the POV does. It gives you a POV, gives you kind of...
3: The POV is more relief. Um, some of the other programs that are out there where they... I'm
0: thinking maybe Family Promise. Family
3: Promise. Would be
0: kind of rehabilitation of, we're going to give you a place to get on your feet.
3: We're going to give you a place to get on your feet. We're going to teach you... We're going to take you through some classes. Which
0: would be the development phase. No, that's, no. that's, that's
3: more of the rehabilitation. That's rehabilitation. Okay. Because, because, like, we're... We're we are teaching you new skills, skills that you don't have, skills okay. that you've never had. So we're gonna we're gonna teach you about money management, we're gonna help uh with your resume. Okay. You know, those kinds of things. And then development is 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 we're gonna walk with you now that you are in your own home. Okay, we're gonna continue to walk with you. And just make sure that you stay on, on a good, healthy course and gotcha. And Okay. And you know, we're gonna continue in community with you. You're not doing this by yourself as a community. We're figuring this out. And and this is why we talked about like where you are planted.
0: So this is picking you up versus helping you stand versus walking alongside you.
3: Yes.
1: That's a good way to put it. Mm.
3: Yes. Every once in a while, I come up with a good idea. You throw enough of them out there, one of them will hit. <laughs> so, so ministering where you are planted, one of the best things, well, the thing that helps you understand what, what the person needs the most is proximity. Mm. If, if I just meet you on the street, you tell me a story, there's not much I can do but help you with relief.
0: This is the guy the other day who assaulted me in the Albertsons parking lot. He didn't assault me. He was very polite. But uh
3: <laughs> politely asked you for money.
0: He was politely, you know, he just they, they were broken down and I forget the entire it was it was quite the spiel. Um and so a for effort uh actually I did have I had a couple bucks on me so I I gave him I gave him like five or six or whatever. Uh so I was like, "You know what?" A for a for effort on the story. If it is true, cool. If not, well,
2: good storytellers.
0: <laughs> story time. I just paid for your story, story time. Superb, sir. Uh, but which probably was more than likely what occurred because, uh, as it turned out, I, I then went down to Petco and then I went down to Lowe's and I saw him walking through both of those parking lots when he had clearly said that his wife was in uh, stuck in the wheelchair on the other side of Cafe Rio. So that obviously, survey says that was not true. Um,
3: (laughs) Or or test
0: results showed that.
3: (laughs) Or you really didn't like his wife.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, there was a guy in a wheelchair over there, but that didn't look. uh, Yikes. Um, But no, he was like working his way all the way down the lows, and you could see him like stopping people in the parking lot to talk to him. And you're like, you were telling them the exact same thing Mm -hmm. as me. Oh, Oh well,
3: you probably became part of the story for the next iteration. I might have. This guy with this longs beard just took five. You know, <laughs> <Maybe>. so <laughs> if we're ever going to help someone go beyond the immediate relief and and start moving towards rehabilitation and development as a church, yep. Ministering where we are planted, mm-hmm. investing in relationship with the people around us, so that. When there is a concern, when there is a problem, when there is a crisis, we know what what the appropriate level of help is. I, I, I'm i not offering just anybody to, you know, live in my RV. Sure. And, and I'm not – and I don't have an RV, so I guess I'm not doing it for anybody. But, <laughs> but if I had an RV, like, I wasn't doing that for just – anybody and it wasn't doing it for just for any purpose my purpose was these guys are trying to make a difference they're trying to set roots they're trying to get established yep and their situation is working against them and by leveraging what i have i i greatly increase the effectiveness of what they already have mm-hmm. yeah and and in that, I make a huge amount of difference, and so proximity matters, and and it's the most important tool that we have, because I don't want to do for you what you are already doing for you, I want to do for you what you can't do, sure. And in that, you can make a powerful impact.
0: Now, I know, Kyle, you had thoughts on this. Well, why okay. why do you why serve? Or why why minister to people
2: where you're planted? why is that in so this goes with a thought processes I have worked myself down, and I've thought long and hard about different ways to go about it, but in terms of going out to do things and go leaving your where you are what your environment is, I think is uh more problematic than beneficial if you're not focusing on where you are first and i i can um i can explain this in terms of an analogy so say the entire neighborhood like your entire block is on fire okay all of bordeaux lane on fire all of bordeaux is on fire but before you go outside and rescue the neighbor's house you have to rescue your house first like you have to put out your fire before you go to the neighbor's fire. And if you go to the neighbor's fire before your fire is all the way out, well, then your fire is just going to come back. And so if we're ministering outside of where we are, mm. before we minister where we're planted, then where we're planted is going to get fall farther and farther. Like, we need to take care of those immediately within our circles, within our church, within our community, before we can go out to, say, Oklahoma or Libya, you know and minister Mm. there we need to we can't ignore the internal problem in front of us to go get the glamorous problem abroad or elsewhere it's almost like a cancer like you have to take out the tumor entirely before you can move to the next tumor otherwise the tumor will come back and so if you're not ministering where you're planted then that tumor is going to grow back and like i don't think we're ever going to have a complete elimination but I think it's it's part of if we could get everyone to understand to minister where you're planted. If you're, then yeah, everyone, you're more,
0: and you're where you're planted, you have the home field advantage.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if we could get everyone to do that, mm. then everyone would be covered. Like we have, we can set up enough, like if we could convince the population of Christian peoples mm-hmm. to minister where they're planted. Then we could see massive change in America, in other already westernized and not westernized, other, uh, already Christian nations. And then once we do so, then we can expand out to the rest of the world, if need be. But you have to go where you're planted first. That's my philosophy.
3: Well, and there's this conversation, like for most of us, we live in a uh, medium class, middle class. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know, neighborhoods and and someone say, well, that's not. There's no real ministry to be done there. Uh, I don't know if you ever noticed. Uh, the, some of our richest people have the biggest problems. Yeah, that is not true. Money does not change. Right. Isn't the phrase yeah. "more money, more problems"? Yeah. More money, more problem. You know, and, and so I wouldn't mind having more. If problems. we <laughs> see our if we see our neighborhoods as problem free. That that may just be a, a way for us to check out and go. Well, I don't have to do ministry here because it's where I'm planted. And sure, you know, but well, and
0: that that makes it easier to turn a blind. Well, a lot of times the problems of your neighbors might be similar to the problems of yourself,
3: mm-hmm. right?
0: And it's much easier for me to look at the problems of third world Mexico or you know half a globe away in Africa and say, ah, you know,
2: because we have a go on, we have a tendency sure. to exclude ourselves from the situ- the problem. Right. Like if we were to look at our middle-class neighbor who has a similar job, similar income, and say, "Wow, look at all the problems they got!" Well, then that's forcing us to acknowledge the fact that we, we have might a lot have some? Of the same problems. Oof!
3: Like Baghdad Bob, there's no problem here. Mm-hmm. No problem, <laughs> oh,
2: man. Uh,
3: Baghdad Bob. That's that's throwing it back away. That's well, yeah. It's uh was that twenty ten? Yes. Yeah, A wonderful year. Or no, two two thousand two, two thousand three. Oh, even better.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I was here like two. I got some good canon knowledge going on from back then. <laughs> Fantastic.
0: I think Ancient of Days just Ancient of Days himself.
3: <laughs> it was and beautiful. Us with him. <laughs> it was beautiful.
0: Yeah, because we got the reference. Yikes. Oh, I just
3: love that uh, Google already knows what I'm talking about.
0: Yeah, they do. They've been listening the whole time. That's why, you know, if we mess up the recording, I should always just ask Zuckerberg or Google, hey, can you just send us the recording of that again?
1: Fix that for me. Maybe they have
0: the missing two minutes of the sermon. <gasps> Fantastic. <laughs> anyway, uh, the, one other aspect of the where... Why serve where you're planted? And we kind of got this. It's the home field advantage and the, uh, the it's ties to proximity right. of... Uh, I'm going to be most effective in those places where I'm familiar, mm-hmm. right? Uh, this is... A, This is the, I know the people, proximity gives me knowledge and understanding of the situation that means I'm going to be able to benefit them more so than possibly anybody else. And Rob Rob is still, he's Googling Baghdad Bob. We have we have we have lost Rob. <laughs> he has fallen down the meme hole of the internet.
3: <laughs> the memes are amazing here. Everything is okay.
0: They're a memes-ing. But anyway, so yeah, the, the, the home field advantage there, I think, is that they're and especially if you're just starting to learn how to minister to people, give yourself every every yeah. benefit. Because um, if
2: you're having to overcome a culture divide on top of overcome a sure. spiritual divide, that's going to be two more barriers. Or you have to overcome. even just
0: even just not knowing them. Yeah. Like, don't even don't not just. All right. Well, I'm going to go minister in Missoula. Well, the difference between me going in street preaching versus me developing racial relational capital. Yeah. With my friends and coworkers, and having natural conversations from that, two very different. Uh, two very different aspects of ministering. Mm-hmm.
3: Well, and I also think that there are some ministries that if, if you are not trained, if you, you know, this, this book on uh, When Helping Hurts, we use this to train our folks that helped in the benevolence programs in Moscow and Post Falls and Coeur d'Alene. If, if you don't know that your helping could hurt mm-hmm. more than it helps... That's that's a problem. There's there are people, there are programs, there, are, there are agencies uh, within the local area that are doing a fantastic job. Yep. Don't just go reinvent the wheel. Join Five, one of these. Hope. Yeah, come talk yeah. with uh, Logan and myself. We'll get you on the right, connected to the right people. I mean, I'm helping with a meal and inviting our people to help with a meal December the fifth. You know, dis- distributing. Uh, Food uh, on December fifth for the Hope Project. Nice, you know. So that's it's it's not that I don't have to take part in in caring for the the needy because they're not one of my neighbors. I could create proximity in other ways, mm-hmm. but when when people already have proximity and they need help in addressing the problems that they're seeing we can leverage, we could add to what they're already doing, you know, and and so when no we see those reinvent invitations reinvent to join different projects throughout our city, I think mm-hmm. it's worthwhile to do.
2: Oh mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, that's that's good. You know the uh another possible aspect of ministering where you're planted and why that's possibly better would be that it's not nearly as awkward sometimes right. it's not nearly as awkward because you know going up to random people random people can i
2: interest you in some jesus yeah mm.
0: can, I, <laughs> can i interest <laughs> you in some jesus uh, do you have a moment to hear about our lord and savior mm-hmm. you know it's the classic you know cold calling nobody i won't say nobody few people enjoy cold calling <laughs> there are a special select few that enjoy that and bless your hearts they are special special little snowflakes (laughs) but uh within that within that uh yeah sharing sharing that sort of thing can be incredibly awkward which is funny because we got a meme from our dear friend lauren Uh, Lauren. we miss you Uh, i miss you too brandon but in this case, this is Lauren's story. Stop encroaching, Brandon. It's about <laughs> Lauren. She shared the meme.
3: Miss you, Lauren. Oh yeah, you too, Brandon. <laughs> that's what I heard. I
0: that's don't know either of you, but hello. That's basically how that went uh just now. But nonetheless, uh she sent us this meme of uh, this this really really awkward looking like you could tell this girl was just like eh. That's the best audio. Representation I can make of this this person. Um, Think
1: of the most awkward five year old you've ever seen. Yeah, mm-hmm. just ehh. that's about it.
0: Struggle bus is real. Um, and the the Wait, what was you got it? a
1: picture
3: of me as a five year old,
0: something like that. Jen just about had to spit take across <laughs> the uh, office there. Fantastic, well I almost played, got Rob. Sprayed. She still can't swallow oh, there good. and um, she can breathe again. Okay, uh, we're back. We're back. How'd the meme go? It was like uh, the, the the moment when you know when I've got a prompting from the Holy Spirit to tell you something.
1: You know, I could just pull
0: it up. She's just gonna pull it right on up. We might throw it up on our Instagram.
1: How natural I am when the Holy Spirit prompts me to give a word to someone.
0: Hmm. Which might have to do with a little bit of what Rob talked about. fantastic but it's awkward sometimes and uh you know like to use the story of uh, the kiddo uh, my former student uh talking to me uh we had so we hadn't seen each other in probably i don't know probably five years he had been i'd known him for like a week down on a camp that i worked on and then ran into him at his home church there in seattle i was visiting another friend we realized that, oh wait, we know each other, and I think we I think we were Facebook friends, um maybe, maybe we are now, <laughs> if we weren't then, but uh and so then we do- ju- we just ended up you know my friend is up there involved in the church service, and so I'm just hanging out there doing church, and uh kid Noah ends up uh sitting next to me, and so we're during worship, and he just turns out of the blue, and he's like it it was this awkward, like so." I don't really know what this means, but I feel like I'm supposed to tell you this. I got an, and it wasn't even like a message. It was an image of a car and the car was like old and janked out. I still got it. We talked about this a couple weeks, a couple weeks past where the car was like janked out, but Jesus wanted to do something new with it and it was just it was the weirdest and he said it and he had no idea i had (laughs) he had no idea
1: right
0: he had no idea what i was wrestling with he had no idea i was even a pastor at that point right and he says that i'm just like all right well that was weird
3: (laughs) (laughs) you know i I really
0: very few super spiritual moments that's one of them for sure I, I, that, as yikes, but that that awkward moment. Like, if he hadn't have done that, if he hadn't have embraced that, um, that that prompting. Well, I'm not gonna say that I wouldn't have ended up over here because God usually ends up getting his way, but that definitely definitely played a part mm-hmm. in things. Um and so just it, it 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 is awkward, but it's important to soldier through that I guess hmm would be maybe i i I don't know how else to put that
2: You got to take a bite of the ako taco
0: that oh. might be the my favorite thing you've ever said take a bite of the ako taco <laughs>
3: <laughs> it is taco Tuesday I'm going. Oh
2: man!
1: Taco
0: oh toasting. man, that is awkward. <laughs> <laughs> and a talk word. That oh, doesn't work uh, as good. There.
1: No, don't.
0: Oh, go taco taco, Fantas- fantastic! Fantastic.
3: <laughs> there's there's been a number of times where I really sense God saying something to me specific, and one of those times was is was around Christmas, and we had. I don't know, it was a weird number, $314.27. And it's like, Lord, we want to bless somebody in our church. And and God gave us a name. And so we go to our pastor and said, Hey, we want you to take this to this family and help them out. It paid a bill to the penny.
1: That's, I love it when That's that stuff chaos. happens.
2: Chaos. <laughs> thing.
3: You know, and but it's it's not like when the Holy Spirit comes on you it's not like this fantastic moment of I feel awesome like it's not it's not wonder twin powers activate you, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's it makes you feel almost l- less powerful in that moment cuz you're dependent on some, you are reliant on yeah. something bigger than you And so it's the opposite feeling of what you think it's going to be. It's not this like, you know, your chest puffed out and I could take on. No, it's like, hi, I'm here to give you something. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I really
1: wish I could have given
0: you all a visual of that. It was
1: fantastic. It was Rob as a five-year-old being awkward. (laughs)
3: So awkward.
1: That was a pretty awkward Taco.
3: (laughs) Still, still awkward. Uh, 45 (laughs) years later, (laughs) nine (laughs) times as awkward,
0: awkward. it
1: multiplies. (laughs) (laughs) What I love about that though, like those awkward Holy Spirit moments, like where you're like, I really hope this is the Holy Spirit. Like when it turns out to be the Holy Spirit, because it's down to the penny, the right amount, Yeah. like how much is your faith grown and like, okay, I do know God's voice, like because mm-hmm. right. it, so as much right. as it's awkward, it's so worth it. Oh, like,
3: absolutely. It. And if you do engage, yeah, each time you do engage, it emboldens you and you're like, oh, this is how this works mm-hmm. and and this is the best and I'm going to do this again. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes we just, we we get distracted or, or, or we tell Jesus, no, you feed the 5,000. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not... Yeah, I'm, that's too much
1: Hard pass
3: There you go
0: Yeah, I like it Cool Well, uh, it's last week Coming up for my part, God's part, their
3: part Yeah Wrapping oh, it no. up Yeah, I really can't wait to talk about their part this week It's a doozy Yeah It's a doozy It's, yeah. a doozy. it's a good. so good It's a little wordy <laughs> A little wordy
2: I know, I know I will try to pare it down. Yeah. Guys, don't worry. I also don't get the sermon club
1: jokes they're making
2: right
0: now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's fantastic.
1: (laughs) It'll all be made clear.
0: (sighs) Stay tuned. No, You'll find out, unless the batteries go dead. (laughs) 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 Then you won't. We'll have to ask Zuckerberg. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Oh, fantastic. Well... We'll uh, catch you next time. If any of this stuff, if you're interested in finding out more about Pathmakers or connecting with any of the ministries that we do partner with here in Missoula, give us a holler. I'd say email us at info <laughs> at but,
2: you know. Maybe surprise him. Or y- actually, wait. I'm going to put up a hand so Logan can't hear. <laughs> <laughs> I think, <laughs> I think we should Wait for Christmas time and then we should all email him at info at Mission Ridge (laughs) over Christmas. Like, wouldn't that be fantastic?
3: Oh, geez.
0: If you want more info, hit us (laughs) up, whether, however you want to do that. You're a sneaky, uh,
3: awkward (laughs) (laughs) five-year-old.
0: Merry Christmas. In the meantime, (laughs) you guys have a good one. We'll see you back here next week.
1: Bye. Bye. See ya.
0: You've been listening to Footnotes on the Mission Ridge podcast. For more information about Mission Ridge, please visit our website at missionridge.church. Thanks for tuning in. We hope the rest of your week is straight up hashtag blessed and that you'll join us again next week for more footnotes.